who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. Another uh, ah, it made that noise again. Uh, finally. Is there another spirit around? Uh, no, this time that was me. I've been trying out various methods to activate it. Seems like this one worked. Ah. Anyway, I think you should talk to the one... The... Hmm. Longhouse top floor, first room on the left. Next. Top floor, first room left, all right. I think she mentioned something that sounded like what you were looking for. Uh, Are these your notes? Fjarta, hmm? your handwriting is terrible. It's readable. That's all that matters. You're too practical. <laughs> Sorry, could you excuse me for a moment? Now that I finally managed to turn this on, I want to give Aurel hmm. an update. More work? <sighs> I, w- I would have thought that journaling and questioning would, would be enough already. Uh, Akasars have a lot of responsibilities. I'm starting to second-guess my desire to attend university <laughs> now. <laughs> well, this is what it's like. It's probably time I go down and attend to my own responsibilities. Lots of work with all the refugees. Do you need anything? Um, no, no, I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Let our housekeeper know when you need something. Great, thank you. Aurel, this thing needs a way to manually activate it. I've been trying to turn it on since morning. I spoke to most people in the longhouse for any leads on this Tangleweave situation all morning. Well, except for Lynn, who was still asleep, and a few other people I couldn't get a hold on. I'll question those later. Some of the interviews I had would've been great material for your records, I think, but I couldn't figure out a way to activate this damn thing manually. See, this is why I like to keep journals. Your little toy isn't as reliable as a book you can just open whenever you need it. I I took notes on all interviews, of course, but most experiences were of the usual sort. Anyway, just so you know, I managed to turn on the windshell using Malachi's wind tether. Figured since I have hold on his ethwar, I might as well see what else I can do with it. And as you can see, it it worked. 
kind of. But I suppose since it's still connected to his soul, he probably felt the tug when I used it. Uh, anyway, well, more on him later. I mapped out all the possible spirit sightings on the map, as well as the rough estimate of the locations of the Aether Phrase. I'm going to try and locate the Aether Phrase first, and then follow them to estimate what distance the hole covers, and pick up any loose threads on the way that I can mend myself. Where my skills won't suffice, I'll summon Varen and ask for their help. A standard patcher procedure, none of which I know will mean anything to you. The snow from last night has almost melted. I'm still not sure why that came down here, but I suspect the wind spirit must have brought it along when it came down from the peak. At least I suspect that's the distance Malachi chased it. Well, as for Malachi, as I suspected, he was out cold this morning when I wanted to speak to Lin, which, given the amount of runes he threw around last night, is to be expected. Pretty sure he threw out far more before he caught up to us. Forty know how many. Judging from his behavior, he's too dangerous to be left unsupervised. I don't need that run feeding the flames. I'll... Uh, uh, as annoying as it is, I don't think I have a choice but to drag him along. Even if that will cost me my sanity. Which it probably will. I'll leave a copy of my map and notes with the head chief. In case something happens and the magistrate needs to send someone to pick it up later. Like if that runt ends up backstabbing me despite what he said. <laughs> In which case, Aurel, do me a favor and make sure he never gets his Ethwar back. Uh, what's all the noise about? <sighs> what the Korpan Belatharis is happening out there? Fjarda! Uh, what are you? Skullkulka, I'll get you before you do that, idiot. I will tear your monohorn off your forehead what and stop you. Monohorn? <laughs> She's Raka! Lin, what? She's Raka! Good morning, Tim. What the Korpan Belatharis is this about? Don't you know how to knock you, on doors? You, you said you will summon oh, Vayron! Are you fighting again? It's not even been a day. Of course I'm going to summon Vayron. That's part of my job. You will kill yourself, kid. I'm not. Uh, what's a Vayron? Hold on. Vayron? How do you even know of this? You use my athway. I hear you since you pulled um, it. Me too, by the way. Anyone cares? You halfwit almost widened the hole in the uh, Aetherweb last night. Hello? With someone like you loose on a scunder, I have no choice but to summon Varen to help patching it. I guess you don't The hole leads itself. No one cares. It needs time. Varen are dangerous to anyone near it. The hole is that. You summon Varen, they tear your soul apart. I'm sure you would be more than happy if a Varen tore my soul to shreds. It'd mean you'd get your Ethwa back. No! You, out of all people, should be looking forward to that. If Varen tear your soul apart, they cut any Ethwa you hold, including mine. Hello. Why don't we all just sit down and work this out peacefully? Look, I'll show you how it's done. Come on. Here. See? This is what we call a chair. And this is how you sit. Ah. Sitting is not. This is not common knowledge. Huh? How do you know this? What? Have you experienced it before? Um, I mean... I read oh. it. Uh. Look, Varen aren't a threat. Hmm. I know how to keep them under control. You, you can't. No one controls Veyron. You think you're in control, but they play with you. Thinking you have control amuses them. With a decent wall of protection, they're easily kept under control. <laughs> but I wouldn't expect an insensible score to craft a sturdy wall, let alone formulate an inoffensive pledge. Score aren't exactly known for their sensibility. <laughs> you... 
<laughs> you have gray fur. Huh? Uh, car? <laughs> you despise my rontar because of your gray fur. What does a fur color got to do with anything? Skurka have gray fur. Oh, so now you're noticing me. Okay, fine. My time to shine. Wait. Wait, your fur is brown, though. Mm. Aren't you also a skur? Skurka? Mm. Skurki. I'm a skurki. Oh. I bet my tail he's just a disgusting little mongrel no one wanted. <sighs> Sensible races avoid contact with skur. Hm. How did you end up with another rontar in your bloodline anyway? Not your very kidding. Oh, you speak of sensible, Raka. Really? Yet you're not very sensible yourself. Mm. I'm just gonna assume that you got bullied for your grey fur because skur, ooh, they're the bad guys and no one wanted to have anything to do with them. Mm. And you're projecting your hate for skur, skur, skurki on Meleki now. Skurka. Skurka, fine. Can we all just calm down now? Because this is obviously not about variants anymore. <sighs> fine. We let it rest. Agreed. Great. Oh, awesome. See? You can agree on something. Now, why don't we all just sit down and... Oh, no. Wait, I'm already sitting. Now, both of you, sit down with me and let's talk quietly. <laughs> you only have two chairs. Fine. Raka, Since you're already Raka, sitting. Raka, are you alright? Uh, Hello, Sheridan. Mm. Nope. Uh, sorry, we're just talking, don't worry. Just, just talking? Yeah. I, I heard shouting and furniture knocked I over. I oh. just got startled when they came in. I have him under control, don't worry. The housekeeper told me he saw the score and the human climb up the side of the house. I didn't think they could, but... Don't ask me how I did that. I really you don't You really do speak, Theonair. <laughs> Seems our head chief was right. What? The... in this language. What? We're speaking English, aren't we? No, do um, all humans speak this language? English? Yeah, most of us do. I haven't heard of that language. Ugh, must be German. Neither have I. Strange. I thought there was a language barrier with humans. None of those I ever met were understandable to me. <laughs> She's the first human I understand as well. You had contact with them before? I know three human villages. Mm. No, uh, only two are left now. Mm. Let me guess. You destroyed one while hunting spirits. No! I believe that. Not me! No, no, no! Other Skurka raided it. Humans have much food. Skurka help themselves to it. Eh? Don't you have enough food? We hunt for prey and gather edible plants. Not enough to live from. Not enough to plant and grow. Mm. Not much grows on Scouter's Horn. Wow. No wonder you're so skinny. Gee, I had no idea. We we always had plenty where I lived. It was just there. What? You should have come over. <sighs> I'm sure someone would have shared with you. I don't usually share, but you are kind of fluffy. Skurka did. Humans were not happy. Didn't even understand us. Maybe the ones you saw spoke another language? Hmm. Humans have a lot of different languages. Do you think you have this under control, Raka? I think so, yes. Sorry for worrying you. I'll leave you to it then. I'll check on you again later, just in case. Sure. Don't dare do anything nasty, Skur. Hey, none of that. Be nice, Skur. Or I'll kill you. Try it, idiot. <laughs> Quit standing around like that, Rand. You can sit on the bed. It's Malaki. <sighs> well, I said this last night already, but uh, mm? kind of feels like I was ignored. Why don't you call Raka by her proper name if you want her to call you by yours? You have not earned the name of an elder, Kiriad. I honestly don't care what you call me, Skur. Why is your proper name so important in the first place? I earned my key. Uh, key? What key? <clears throat> is that the key to my heart? The key in Malaki. <laughs> my rite of passage. Those who know my name know that I'm an adult. Oh, okay. 
if it's that important to you. Uh. Um, can I have a key? I'm an adult, I think. Can I be Linky? Who is for females? Oh. You... you are a human female. Uh, wait. <laughs> I just check. I am. Then your name would be Linku. Linku? Hmm. But I'd rather be Zelda. Ka is for elder females. Uh, so like Ka? Uh, a southern tradition. My name isn't from this region, so if that offends your dull sense of propriety, call me whatever you want. Well, see? Wasn't that good? We all come down. That is because we all sat down. You get aggressive when you stand. You come down when you sit. Now, can anyone tell me what the deal with Veyron is all about? They are a kind of spirit. Not like the one from yesterday. They don't feed on the things that clutter the aetherweb. Their purpose isn't to keep the weave clean. They maintain the balance between the elements. They have a lot of authority over the flow of the web and other they, spirits. They are protective of the... the, the the web, like a mother to get love for chicks. Summon one for a petty reason, it will tear your soul to shreds. That's why you have to build a sturdy wall of protection and formulate a thoughtful pledge. That convinces them you didn't just summon them on a whim. So there's something like boss monsters? I don't know what that is. Hmm. Okay, see? You two can get along if you just focus on complimenting each other <sighs> rather than trying to point out the flaws in each other. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Fine. Summon one. But don't drag me into it. I want my Athwar back before you... You want your Athwar? You'll have to earn it. (sighs) This conversation isn't going anywhere. Yeah. I don't think you'll reach a compromise on this anytime soon. No. (sighs) Well, Lynn, since you're here now, I didn't get to question you earlier. Uh, Question me? But what? Yesterday you said a spirit ate your friends. Oh, yeah, that... I'd like to know more, if that's alright with you. Are you up for that right now? Uh, Yeah, sure. Got nothing to do. Do I get to speak into that microphone thing? What did you call it again? Um, The windshell? Yeah, the windshell. Yeah, that. Uh, That would be great. I would like to record your account for Oral's archive, since I didn't get to do that with the other interviews this morning. Is that a problem? No, not really. That's fine. It's just... uh, It's kind of distracting. The echo, I mean. You're still hearing that? Yeah. I said so earlier. Oh. Though there's half a second delay between speaking and hearing now. Mm. Not like yesterday. But I can deal with it. I'm an experienced karaoke singer. I got this. What's... Actually, never mind. Anyway, about what happened at your village. Um, ah, yeah. Um, wait. Can I take the windchair? I feel um, more comfortable. No. Speaking right into the microphone. Uh, no. Test, um, test. Hold is this on. thing on? Ah, okay, stop. Just put it on the table and keep going. With my athwar attached to that. You can hear how well it picks up through that echo. There's no need to hold it so close. Yeah, now I understand. Got that. Ouch. Okay. <clears throat> Do you mind if I take notes? Only if I get to read your journal later. I don't think you'll be able to read this. I write in Atsuri, not Theanea. Ooh. So, what can you tell me about what happened at your village? Was there anything unusual? So, does that mean you're just taking notes? Even if I can't read it? Oh, okay. Well. There certainly was something unusual on the night I left. There was a horde of wild spirits that suddenly appeared. I couldn't sleep, so I saw them when... Wait, hold on, hold on. There, there was something else before that. So, before they appeared, there was, the, there was a creepy and loud scratching sound a few hours before the spirits appeared. I asked around if anyone else heard it, but no one else did. Can you describe it? It was like... 
like metal scratching on metal, like those, like those thick wire cable things pulling a heavy load, like, um, like those giant machines used for lifting cargo. Wait, do you even have such machines here? You don't probably, right? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, of course not. No machinery, no technology. You basically live in the Middle Ages. Anyway, it sounded terrifying, like something big was tearing apart. And then it snapped. And it was incredibly loud and reverberated for at least half a minute. And a moment later, there were all different kinds of colored smokes, or whatever they are. They were all over the place. Smokes? Like the fog you saw yesterday? Yeah, those. Interesting. That must have been the incense the Aetherweb tore apart and the tangle we formed. Mm, it makes sense to you. I haven't heard of any witness accounts that could describe both the sound and the visuals in correlation. This might be a first. The fact that you can see and hear the Aetherweb is remarkable. But you and Malachi can both each hear or see this stuff, right? I hear. He sees, yes. yes. Why is it so unusual to be able to do both? Well, first of all, I've never heard any accounts of humans gaining these abilities. And secondly, even among other Zeans, it's more common to just have one or the other, but not both. <laughs> even Raku wasn't born with it. Really? Neither were you. <laughs> How do you know? I always saw rooms. The carvings are to see there. What carvings? Those runes on their thighs. <laughs> Wait, those aren't just decoration? They are carved runes. They're augmentations. They're carved? Damn, <laughs> I thought they were just regular tattoos. Haka, you got some like that too. So are they also? Also augmentations, yes. And they are really carved? Burnt, actually. Uh, makes it worse. I assume since he said his are carvings, that means... Carved with my own Dude, that's not much better than burning. <laughs> Though high the stakes, the gains entice. Ungained without a sacrifice. Um, okay, I guess that rhymed. Um, <laughs> is that your version of no pain, no gain? That's what it means, yes. Okay, I see. And what does yours do, Raka? Do you only hear stuff? It allows me to hear the aetherweb and speak to the creatures that dwell within it. Hear the flow of knowledge. Speak with tongues of flames. Poetic. Okay, are we just gonna continue with your quotes? Uh, is that what the glyphy things actually say? It was a bit in the translation, but that's about what it boils down to. Now can we go on with your... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, where were we? What happened after you heard the weave tear apart? Hmm. Wait, let me think. Um, shortly after that, I noticed swirling glyphy thingies hanging around over the rooftops. I thought that was just some play of the light or something. And when I asked around, it seems like I was the only one that noticed them, so the people thought I was playing pranks. <sighs> That's why I tried to avoid looking at them too much. So there was... Uh, were um, many... What? Uh, several. Uh, How? Huh? Go take a nap or something. This is my line of work. Uh, let my scent clouds, Kirir. They behave strangely in my home. I want to know more. Okay, Shut coming back to your questions... Maybe 20 or 30? Hmm. Not overly many. How long after the tearing was this? Um, let me think. Uh, I heard the crack at around 15 or 16 o'clock. Oh. Something like that. And I saw the spirits at around sunset, so maybe four or five hours apart. Mm. The spirits, they appear too quickly. The spirits are usually in turmoil when a hole is torn. They need a day or two to realize the path is open. I haven't seen them cluster right away. Speak more. Okay, well, since no one else could see them, no one was concerned. And But even when everyone went to sleep, I could still see them floating over the rooftops, 
even with my eyes closed and through the roof. Oh. That kept me from sleeping. So I went outside to watch them. And after a while, a few of them came down to the streets and entered the houses. I thought, hmm, they might be looking for a niche to stay the night. I mean, it's cold and stuff. But then I heard screaming from a nearby house and Ashley, that's my neighbor, by the way, came running out, yelling that there was this creature in her bed that was, well, it was absorbing her boyfriend. What do you absorbing. mean, absorbing him? Absorbing. I didn't know what she meant either. And since I was the only one around, I followed her in to see if I could help. But when we got to the bedroom, her boyfriend was... He was gone. And there was this creature on the bed. And it's not a sex thing. And I mean it. It looked as if it was made of clouds, smoke and fur. I can't really... uh, It's hard to explain. Like it was made of the same stuff the weave was made from. Also, I couldn't see it clearly. Like when I tried looking directly at it, it, it became blurry. It's kind of strange, and as soon as it noticed that, it jumped right out of the window. Or fly, I don't know. And as she looked everywhere for Daryl, but she found nothing. Not even a shoe, he was just like God. Oh. If they were naked in the bed, then he wouldn't have had any shoes. Um. Anyway, after the thing flew out of the window, I looked out the window to see if maybe Daryl jumped out in fear. The, I mean, the shutters were wide open, but I didn't see any signs of him or the creature. Then I heard some screams and ran outside. Ash was looking for a guy outside and that's when I got what Ash meant when she said it absorbed her guy. One of the creatures had pounced on Ash and where it touched her, her body dissolved, turning into the same smoky clouds the creature was made of. What? She was mating together with that thing. That sounds terrifying. Tell me about it. Just remembering that gives me the creeps. Also, my friend is gone. I've never heard of a spirit do anything like that. Have you? No, I I would remember a veil like that. If such spirits are up there, do you still think that we should just leave the tangle weave alone? Veil must be banished before they leave the weave while it heals. The hole has to be fixed. Otherwise, there will be five burning out for every one that's pushed back. I know you probably had other thoughts at the time, but did you get a look at the spirit's rune? Are you talking about the number plate thing again? (sighs) I mean, I saw it, but I couldn't trace it on paper if I... Oh, wait! Oh, yeah, I just remembered! The pattern of the glyphy thing changed. Changed? How do you mean? Like, it shifted. Transformed? Uh, mm, I don't know. It just looked like the shape was changing. Interesting. Like, like aether rooms that tip over. I've heard they do that. Like a pendulum. Hmm... Lynn, if I showed you a chart of runes, do you think you could pick the shape out? I can try. Depends how much they look alike. Let's try. Mm. Okay, sure. No, no, finish the story. She just remembered that the shape changed. The memory is fresh right now. I don't want her to lose the thought. I get you though, Maliki. I mean, I hate cliffhangers. Here, um, um, let's try these. Um, Those are Let her look in focus. Mm. Mm. None of these look familiar. Are you sure? Take your time to look at each one for a mm. moment. Mm. Mm. Nope. Doesn't ring a bell. Alright. How about these? Damn! How many of them are there? Doesn't matter. Focus. <gasps> this one looks kind of familiar, but... This one? No. 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 I mean this one. Uh-huh. But it's not the one the spirit of my village had. Mm. Uh, I've that, definitely seen it before, though. Th- that's the room the veil last night had. Oh! Ah, 
Well, <laughs> I guess that's where I've seen it before. Good. So you remember patterns. Showing her wind rooms is pointless. <sighs> she said they had paper Okay, next rooms. batch. Any of these look familiar? Oh, God, really? How many are there? A hundred. What? Or two of each. Hundreds? Eighth rooms, uh, several hundred. Damn. These in the book are just the most common ones. Whoa. If the one you saw isn't here, we have a couple more pages to go Did through. Did you want me to go through all of them? Damn. Are these all, what you call them, Edgarglyphy things? Aether runes? Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, can I flip, can I flip around in this? Sure. Give me that. Hmm. Uh. This, oh, this is cute. Hmm. Hmm. Wait, maybe. Hmm. No. No, not this one. Oh, I see a pattern. Hmm. Are they all in groups of three? Yes. They can have either of these three forms. Ah. They shift, like you mentioned, swing between the different forms. Recognize any? Hmm. Mm. I think this one. The that, white one? That yeah. <laughs> I think that's the shape they had while floating over the rooftops. And the one in the middle is what it changed into when they started absorbing people. That's... Uh, I know it. I, I know it. I've seen it before. Ada. Ada, the sleep room. Yes. And the other is Danny, the dream room. S- is that what they mean? And what they do? Is, is, is that their function? Yes. The right one is the sleep room. Uh. An aether room. Hmm. Spirits with a sleep room feed on the dreams of people. Uh. I heard them called uh, dream eaters, I think. Once they start absorbing dreams, their rune changes to Danny. Uh, okay. At that point, they devour people's dreams and restore their waking energy. Dream eaters devouring people whole mm. while they are awake. That's very strange. It bothers me. Could there be some kind of mutation? No, spirits don't evolve. Unless the gods are playing pranks and added an alteration of the Dream Eaters, but that's unlikely. Mm. This could be something that only happens when humans are exposed to spirits. You're a kid, Mm? You went to a school. University. Mm. They might have books about that. No, humans have kept to themselves since the 15th generation, and their settlements barely ever last more than two generations. There aren't any studies on them whatsoever. None that I'm aware of, anyway. Mm. You escaped alive. Speak more. Well, Ash was completely absorbed by that thing. I I wanted to warn the others, but it was already too late. And when I looked at the sky, there were no more glyph... I mean... Uh, oh, sorry, I mean I mean runes. They were all on the ground, and I could see them through the walls. And there were more screams and people fleeing their houses. But most were probably asleep when they were absorbed and didn't even notice it. Uh, at least that's, that's... I hope that's what happened. It seems the spirits didn't even care anymore if people were asleep or not. They just absorbed everyone. I was so afraid and so I ran away. Fjarta. Horrifying. And after all that, you still wanted to find other spirits and punch them? Punch them? Look, punch. until I met you, I had no idea what those things were or how to deal with them. I still feel terrible for abandoning my friends. I wasn't even trying to help and... I have to let go of all these feelings. I just wanted to punch them, yes. I just didn't understand what was going on. There wasn't anything you could have done for them. Not with a lack of knowledge of the subject you seem to have. And now I know. But I didn't know it at the time. And all these frustrations, I wanted to find a spirit and punch it. Just to know if there was something that I could have done. Or if I, 
If I just let them die because I was a coward. You saw the things Dream Eaters do to humans. You would have gone through the same if you had tried to punch them. It doesn't matter, Malachi. I left my friends when they needed me. I didn't even try to help. <sighs> and if it turns out that punching would have done something, then the spirit that takes my punch deserves to eat me because I should have stayed with my friends. I should have punched those spirits and not some random one that had nothing to do with it. Ah. You wanted to be absorbed if it turns out you weren't actually you powerless? Gaka. You miss her point. I didn't want to be absorbed. I wanted to know if I could punch them. I, I needed to know if my cowardice just, just cost the lives of my friends. And if it did, then I absolutely deserved to be eaten by a spirit. Well, you were out of luck. The spirit from last night didn't seem interested in eating you. Just use you as a gateway. Uh, but uh, what you do with your life is none of my business. Yeah, exactly. It's not. You want to know what happened to your Rontar? Well, they're dead. They're absorbed. Gone. Or where do your people go when they melt into spirits? I don't have any leads. Your Vaid behave unnatural. Something caused them to absorb your Rontar. I want to know what it is. Me too. I want to go to that village and see those spirits for myself. See if they're still there. Do you remember how you got here? Well, I would very much like to figure out what exactly happened. I, I didn't really see how I could until now. But you two seem versed with this kind of stuff. With either of you at my side, we might just be able to clear this matter up. We? Yeah. I'm coming with you, right? No. I thought you could retrace the path on, on my map. Ah, I pretty much fled in panic and had no clue where the hell I was going. So I'll have to come with you. When I see familiar landscape, I will let you I'm know. I'm not taking you with me. You have a broken soul. You're a spirit magnet. Can't you do something about it? Can't you just fix me? Don't take her. It's not safe. For once, we agree. Well, that just sucks for both of you. Because I'm not going to stay here. And you won't find out where my village was without me. You're not indispensable just because you know where one human village is. Maliki said he knows of two human villages. We can check on both of them when we pass Don't them by. Don't speak as if I will travel with you. I've got your Athwa tethered. My threat from last night still stands. Grow all you want. I'm not stepping back from it. I have proven that That I'm... you can stay in Lin's room like you were told to? Because that's not what you did, or else you wouldn't be here now. I only came out here because you mentioned Vader. He... he slept curled up in his fur cloak. Oh, you should have seen it was really cute. I just want my Athwar back. And I'm not letting you lose with both your Athwar. The kinds of disruptions you can cause, I won't let that happen. I'm keeping you tethered until the tangle weave is fixed, even if I have to beat you senseless and drag you all the way to the beak in a sack. Cut it out, you two. Seriously. Look, I want to know what happened to my friends. I can't do that on my own. I don't have that kind of knowledge. I need either of you to help me figure this out. And the way you two just growl and snarl at each other, I think you will need me as well. As a peacekeeper, if nothing else, I'm afraid if you two went out there on your own, you'd be at each other's throat in less than an hour. Can we make this work somehow? You're right. I'll need someone sensible to keep me from losing my sanity with this runt around. I'd like someone other than the Feather Duster to talk to. I can craft a charm for you. To mask your broken soul to spirit. Charm? Uh, I hope it's not a carved one like that disfiguring graffiti you have all over your face. It'd be written on your throat and chest, not your face. Uh, that doesn't make it any better. Uh, I'm not getting a weird leafy thing tattoo, especially not on my throat. Are you out of your mind? Do you know how mad my mom would be if I had that? Oh, 
I mean, do you know how hard it'll be to find a job with stuff like that? Don't you have something less permanent? <sighs> sure. There are wooden charms you can wear around your neck. Now we're talking. Uh, I'll craft one for you later. They aren't perfect protections like carvings, but in case a spirit does manage to get through, you'll have me around to force it back. Or, well, he will be. I enjoy taking care of Vair. <laughs> what exactly is wrong with this guy? <laughs> well, anyway, that's settled. We'll leave tomorrow morning, as early as possible. I won't let you sleep as long as you did today, Lynn. What? So be prepared to leave before the sun rises. Before the sun rises? Are you nuts? Ain't nobody gonna be awake at that godless hour. You will be. And if I have to tip over your bed to get you out, Ooh. I'll ask the head chief for more provisions later. All I have is enough to last one person a few days. I fear we might have to sustain ourselves on hunting and foraging for a while. I can hunt my own game. Good for you. Well, take only what you need. Lynn, you got any belongings? Oh, I just ran away, so I came here only with the clothes I'm wearing. <laughs> and haven't washed them since you got here, by the smell. I washed them four days ago. Besides, who are you to talk? You look like you haven't ever washed yourself. <laughs> well, be sure to pack some new clothes and blankets. If the village can spare any. Mm, what else? You could turn off the windshield for now. Uh, is that still on? Oh. Interesting. That human, uh, Lynn. She might very well be the first documented witness who can attest to having both heard and seen the tangle weaves tearing. I tried to do some quick research to see if I could find any other accounts like it, but turned up with nothing. I guess I'll need to dig into this deeper. At any rate, date of recording was Liranuka on the 97th day of Bekos, fifth year of the Vare in the 101st generation. Vocal enchantments were woven by Kesi Rilinicki, Tanya Milojevich, Ethor Vithyarsson, Carolyn Monterola, and Travis Vengroff. Music shells provided by Fuymedan. Audio enchantments by Sarah Baczynski. Written and produced by Kesi Rilinicki. And last but not least, things for my to-do list. Implement a manual activation for the windshell. Make transcripts of the past few recordings. You know, I tried to find a specific moment from yesterday's recordings, but it was quite tedious just to look through for the one instance something was mentioned. I remember what was said, but not how it was said or in what order things happened. This is precisely why the windshell might be handy in mention. But unless I manage to make skipping to a specific time or going back a few moments possible, they will not be particularly useful as research materials. So until I figure that out, I'll try to make transcripts of the recordings. I'll, I'll make sure to include them in the Windshell's portfolio, which you can find on trulinis.com. That's spelled T-R-I-L-U-N-I-S. Feel free to look into this, and if you're interested in helping me out with transcripts, you can find a way to get in touch with me there as well. Hey who mortals, Cassie here. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. This one was a bit longer, but I hope you enjoyed it anyway. Um, this was probably one of the most cursed episodes I've worked on so far. A lot of things went wrong with this one, unfortunately. Maybe I pissed off the wrong kind of spirit with this one. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, definitely cursed. Anyway, the main point is I'm back on track with releasing episodes again, and that's all that counts, right? Right. <laughs> and if you can't wait for the next episode to come out, why not head on over to our Patreon? 
As you know from last week's announcement, Counterbalance is now part of the Blighthouse Studio. So uh, our patron is now located at patreon.com slash blighthouse. You can find a link to that in the show notes, where when you sign up for the $3 tier, you can listen to bloopers from maybe not this episode, but definitely from episodes one to four, which have not been released yet. And if you sign up for the $10 tier, you can listen to the next episode, episode seven, early there. And you can find a lot of other content for our other shows there as well. I'm pretty sure you will be able to find something that will entertain you while you wait for the next episode to come out. Um, you're about to hear an ad for uh, the audio drama called Cheka, which I, Cassie, have also been a voice in. It is written by Karen Heimdall, who also wrote the Y2K podcast, which is a podcast I really love. And Cheka is their new project and that I think you will enjoy too. And hear you next month. Bye. This is Valen Solarin, engineering lead lunar mining, seeking urgent status update on, well, Earth. Cheka, a science fiction audio drama. Nothing has been heard from the Mars colony since before Earth went silent. Maybe, uh, maybe they all died too. And all I will find is their bones. I could be the last. The last human. I cannot stay. Trost. Jaka. Could you, um, could you prepare the shuttle? Affirmative. Long or short range journey? Oh. Long. Very long. Welcome. I am Hugo. How may I have the pleasure of addressing you? It's Cheka. Cheka, Russian for seagull. Call sign of Russian cosmonaut Valentina Tereshkova, the first Earth woman. In space, yes, my, my mother gave me that name. Hmm, probably time you got to know some non-human people. Oh, you, you mean like you? Yes, I am a delightful acquaintance. I... Yes, I'm sure you are. You frightened her. Ah, she'll get over it. She has other things on her mind. Cheka, releasing 2022. For more information, please visit y2kpod.com slash Cheka. That's C-H-A-I-K-A. Repeat, priority communication to Moonbase. Get back to me and tell me this is just a glitch, all right? Please. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities, who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Uh Uh-uh. Not she. They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. 
Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often?